And community hotline. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am your host, Mr. Bob Fang. Um, and today we have community member Cheryl Coleman. Miss Cheryl, why don't you introduce yourself? I'm Cheryl Coleman. I am a top realtor uh, serving Orange County and Los Angeles counties in California. Lovely. And what is your intention today? I want to get the point across how important it is to purchase real estate as soon as you can. I bought my first home when I was 18. So I'd like to help people understand how to do that. I love it. I love it. All right, let's get into our uh, first topic of the day, which is, uh, wait, but actually, before we get into that, rules of the game. Um, this is a kid-friendly show, so there is no cursing. So if you do curse, you will get a first strike, a uh, second strike, and then on the third strike, it will be an out. So far, no one uh, hit that before, but <laughs> I just wanted to state that for the record. Okay. Uh, let's get into the first topic, which is going to be money. Um, tell us, in your in your life experiences, what 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 is money? What is money? Money is security. Money puts a roof over your head and it puts food on your table. It's it's security. I love it. I love it. And I guess you know you said you your profession is a is a realtor, correct? Uh huh. So when did you, uh, like, how did you get into real, real estate? What's the story behind that? There was, I needed some extra credits in college and there was a course called real estate. So I took it and I, I found it fascinating and, um, you know, got involved in it. So. Okay. Nice. Do you, do they still have those real estate classes in, in school? I don't know. I mean, you, you can take a real estate class online now, but, Back in the day, you know, he took a college class. So. Okay. I like it. I like it. And tell me, what, what, you know, has your idea of money changed from when you were younger, like, you know, in, in grade school? I had a savings account at a very early age. Um, an, an aunt gave it to me. And so I always knew the value of savings. I had this little booklet. I mean, it was a little tiny blue booklet. I, I still remember it. And I, you know, you'd write down how much went in, and and I didn't understand interest at all back then. Um, but I did understand saving, and I I'll never forget the little blue book. I I wish I had it now. But <laughs> I love it. Do you do you still uh do you still kind of um use those same principles? Like, what is I guess what are what are what are three money tips that you have for the for the youth coming out of college? You know, save money. Don't be frivolous. I know, you know, when you get out of college, you might want to see the world. Um, but I know people that have gone backpacking, you know, find the cheapest way to do everything um, and put money away. I love it. Do you, do you, um, yeah, you're a mother, right? Of uh, seven kids? Seven kids. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you find that it's your, your kids take that advice as well or do you have trouble? Mm -hmm. Not all of them, you know, it's kind of 50-50. Some do and some don't. I, you know, some some love to shop and spend and others see the value of saving and have bought homes um, on their own and well, through my help. But, you know, so you, you can't you can't teach them all to follow in your footsteps. 
do you have any uh you have any advice to mothers out there who you know do want their kids to start saving money and to get into real estate you know what's like the easiest way to, to do that well i think it's a great investment for all so if you can buy a piece of property with your child and your child is smart enough to understand that you've got to pay the mortgage you've got to keep up the house um but if you can do it together with them it's it's a nice joint investment and it teaches them a lot mm, i like and that plus it, it'll give them like i can only write off the interest on so many properties so um, one of my sons got a $4,000, um, you know, check for his taxes because he was able to write off the interest on the home I own with him. Cause I couldn't, I'm at my max a nice refund. What is, um, what do you mean by that? So when you have a mortgage, the interest that you pay on the mortgage is a tax write off as are some other things when you, um, you know, own property, it's, it's the best tax write off you have so when you're um, filing your taxes you claim that and instead of paying the irs you get a nice refund so he got you know four thousand dollars this year <laughs> so. so 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 let me let me understand this so basically um someone buys a house and then they get their their mortgage um from a lender and then whatever that that interest rate is i think whatever like 3.5 or something um, they get to write that 3.5 off. Yes. The interest that they paid, they'll get a statement from the mortgage company at the end of the year that will show them how much interest they paid. And you give that to your accountant or if you're doing it yourself, um, you, yeah, you write that off. What? Okay. So, so let's, let's walk through the, um, you know, this can kind of be a mixture of money and education. Um, okay. What, you know, what's like the, the process of you know someone that's just coming out of school and they do want to get into a some real estate with their parents you know what you know let, let's say they come to you you know first day you know, how did they get from step one to, to start you know generating income and from that so step one is we have them meet with one of our lenders and um, the lender is going to look at how much cash they have for a down payment you could buy something with as little as three percent down um, then we're going to look at the income to see what you can afford. Um, and they'll look at your debt as well. Um, and then your credit score. So the higher your credit score is, the lower the interest rate you'll get. If your credit score is not so great, we will help you and coach you into making it better. So maybe there's a certain bill that if you paid that one off, mm. it's going to bring your credit score up 10 points. You know, so we'll look at things like that to, um, so they can get, you know, that best interest rate. Then uh, that lender will give me an approval letter and it'll say this person is approved to buy a home, let's say up to 600000 So then we go find the homes, you know, maybe up to six fifty because you can always negotiate it down. Right. Um, and then we have that letter to go with the purchase agreement to get their offer accepted. So that letter is really, really important. So, so step one is always meeting with the lender. Isn't that kind of scary though? You know, I mean, I feel like you're a kid coming out of college and you had to go give your whole life, like here's my social security, here's debt, like that. And like, I feel like, how do you get past that? Is there any friction when you meet with uh, first time home buyers? 
Not, not really. When we explain to them why, um, and they, you know, you, you want to know what's out there in your credit report too. There, I mean, quite often we find things that aren't yours. Now we need to get rid of them. So it's always good if you're not, you know, checking your own credit report on a regular basis. You and most people don't. It's quite interesting to see what the lender finds and they go, that's not mine. I don't know what that is. Or, Oh, I paid that off 15 years ago. Do you have proof? Because they don't show it being paid off. You know, it's good to work out all those things that come out in that credit report that you, you know, you didn't even know existed. Mm. When you, uh, when you, you mentioned you bought your first property at 18, you know, just coming out of school, what, uh, you know, what were some challenges you faced, you know, going into that? Well, back then I discovered it was a land deal. So basically the, I, the seller was my mortgage holder. So I paid them, um, until I had enough equity and credit and could get the loan on my own. Um, so there's always, ways to do it, whether it be with the coast. I didn't need a co-signer because I did it that way, but there's always ways to figure out how, um, how to make it work, whether we need to get you a co-signer or do some creative financing or maybe find an, an you know, an investor that might, um, that might pitch in with you. Mm. Do you, do you mean, um, when, when you say like, uh, did you get to live in that house when you were doing that? Yeah. Yeah, that was my first house that I lived in. I was, I, I, I moved out of the house pretty young, you know, and I was renting an apartment and going to school. Um, so then I saw, well, you know, after that real estate course, I could buy a house. So I, I went out and bought it. It was a condo, you know, it's a little, it was a two story townhouse, but it was mine, you know, and, and I was paying less than what the rent would have been if I was renting. And, and you'll find that a lot because rents are really a lot, you know, they're expensive um, unless you're rooming with, you know, four other people. But that's another thing. You could buy the house and your roommate, and that's what one of my sons is doing. He, he has two roommates. So those two roommates and, you know, pay more than what their mortgage is. Mm. Together with his portion, you know, so he's actually making a little bit of money on that. So. Oh, and he's getting that tax refund. And he's getting that nice tax refund. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. What were some, what do you think are some challenges that the youth faces today then, you know, in terms of, you know, acquiring real estate? Typically they don't have the down payment. They need to borrow that from their parents. Um, and, and I, and I had to, I had to borrow money from my parents, um, for the down payment. So that's what we see. Um, and then uh, they might not have the income to qualify, so they need a co-signer. Mm, okay. Do you feel like, uh, I think there's like, um, you know, with the current events that are going on right now, uh, I think there's, when you when you take the, uh, what is it, we'll call it, the real estate test, I think there's a thing called like blockbustering or, or redlining, where yeah. like, you're not allowed to, you know, take an offer or whatever because of a minority person, something like that. I don't think I, I don't think I, I'm saying it right, but does that still exist? Like I, I feel yeah, like all those things exist, but you don't, you really don't see a lot of it. Most people don't like on the East coast where I was from, you would sit down the buyers and sellers and lawyer. They all sat down out here. You don't see, you never see the buyer or the seller. Maybe 
if you're doing like a home inspection, the seller might be home. But when that offer comes across, they don't know who these people are. Now, if we have this sweet young couple with a baby, we have them take, we take a picture of them, write a letter, and we put it, you know, with the offer and say, you know, here's this nice family. Um, or, you know, maybe we have a college kid and they're buying it with their parents and this is how they're going to start. So we, I do like to um, put the picture of the people in a cover letter when we're making an offer because it actually helps. Mm. Um, but we don't see, we, we don't, I, I haven't had anybody say I'm not going to sell to a certain minority, you know, but I'm sure that exists, you know, just not so much here in California. Okay. So when you, I guess, um, for, for people to, when you, when you add the, uh, the pictures and everything to the cover letter to, for the, to submit the offer, do you do that because there's other offers on the table and you want them to take your offer or? We do it regardless. Um, because I think it's just nice to know who they're selling to. We don't do it with, with investors. Like if you're buying a duplex or investment property, no. It's just how much money do they have and how qualified are they? You know, we, there's not as much personal personalization in that. I love it. Okay. So then I guess, you know, I guess I, like just thinking about, you know, the, the youth coming out of school and, you know, getting into real estate and buying them. Let's say they get the, the uh, let's say they're past, you know, they have their pre-approval letter at this point, right? Mm -hmm. They've, they've shown the lender like all of their, you know, spending habits and whatnot. Um, now it's time to kind of look at the, the properties. You know, what advice would you want to tell the youth, you know, when it comes to like pick, like actually picking a house? Because I'm sure there's some people who are super picky, like, oh, I don't, I don't, there's something here and da 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 da. You know, what, what kind of tips, you know, would you have for them to kind of make the process a little bit easier? Well, once you narrow it down to what they can afford, um, then it, you, you know, we really interview the buyer. Um, are, are you handy? You know, can you fix things? Are you looking for something that you want to move right in and it's all ready to go? Um, and a lot of people will say, you know, I want to, I want a fixer upper, um, because they've been watching too much HGTV, you know, and they, and they just don't realize how much is involved. So one, stop watching HGTV. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they make it look so easy. Um, but, you know, if it just needs painting, paint's easy. Paint's the cheapest way to go, you know. Um, but we actually have a home inspector that will come in and check the plumbing, check the electrical, um, run all the faucets, you know, go through the house to make once the offer's accepted, go through the house to make sure that it's a good purchase for them and it's not going to need a lot of work. And then if it does need work that the home inspector finds, we may ask the seller, Hey, you know, will you give a thousand dollar credit to help out with these repairs? And the majority of the time they say yes. Okay. Okay. So I guess, um, you know, kind of, did you go through some of those things when you were, when you were young, you know, fixer offers or, or, or whatnot, you know, tell us, tell us your experience. How many houses did you have to look at? You know, or like who was your first realtor? I narrowed it down pretty well. Um, and we didn't have the internet back then. So you really, you really relied on your realtor to show you what's available. Um, we didn't have Zillow where you could check comps. So you really relied on your realtor back then. Now, 
honestly, I think people know too much because like Zillow will say, let's say there's two homes near the beach, but one's on the water and one's, you know, four blocks back from the water and they have them at the same price. Well, the one on the water is probably going to be a half a million dollars more at least, but Zillow doesn't know that. So Zillow doesn't price things that way. So so you still need to rely on your realtor um, to tell you, you know, why is this house so much more than that house? But back then you you totally had to rely on your realtor to find you what you wanted in the price range you were looking for. And, you know, I had some that needed work, but I always found the work was more than I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah. Do you have you- what, what, what experiences can you share with us? What do you mean by that? Um, well, you know, I bought a, an, an older home um, thinking, well, we'll just paint it. And, you know, I, I love I love the rooms and all. But then you get in and you're like, OK, they didn't have closets back then. So where am I going to put my clothes? You know, <laughs> um, so we got to build a closet somewhere and oh, the plumbing's really old and needs to be redone. And oh, the, the biggest thing we find are like the electrical, um, you know, the electrical panel is very expensive and that needs to be replaced because it doesn't accommodate newer appliances. Mm. Go into an old home that has, you know, an old stove, old refrigerator and all, and then you, oh, I'm just going to go in and put, get all new appliances. Then you find out, but your electrical panel won't handle those appliances, or I'm going to get a a hot tub and put it in the back. And and as soon as you plug it in, the electrical blows, you know? So you have to think about whatever you're going to do, will the electrical accommodate it, or are you going to need a new panel? And you're probably going to need a new panel. And then you're talking, you know, three to five thousand dollars for that new panel so there's and that's another reason why you need a realtor to tell you hey you know what are your plans for this house okay here's what you're gonna need you know so got it i love it realtors are important kids if you're looking to buy a house do reach out um what um i guess we can move on to you know our our last topic of the day which is love um you know i think what's going on in the world i think a lot of people they get their information about love from Disney and that's not kind of, you know, super realistic in my opinion. I don't know. Um, how would you define love? It's gotta be unconditional that, um, no matter how bad things get, you still, you still love them. Um, and I think, you know, two, two of my sons, they, they fight like cats and dogs, but if something happened to one of them, that other one would be right there for him, you know? So it's, you know, who's the person that you're going to be by through thick and thin, no matter how bad things get, that's love. I love that. What, what would you say are two defining moments in your life and how do they impact you? Uh, the, the, the biggest, most recent was um, I was adopted and, and uh, three years ago I met my birth mother Um who, you know, talk about love. She, I was the only child she ever had and she was 80 in her eighties and, um, thought that I would must hate her for, for giving me up for adoption. And it was quite the opposite because I had a wonderful upbringing, wonderful parents who adopted me. And it was great to be able to say to her, no, I love you. 
for giving me up for adoption because you, I had such a better life um, because her life was not, not so great. It would have been a very, very different, different, um, different life. Um, so I think that's my, um, you know, biggest, biggest defining moment. Um, moving from the East coast to the West coast was another one because I really had to adjust to um, a different, different lifestyle. It, it's, you know, when I grew up right outside of Washington, DC and my first jobs are working for the government. I wore a suit to work. I wore stockings and, you know, punched a time clock and, then you come out to California and it's a little more, a little more casual, you know, so, and a lot of people, they want to be out in the sunshine and not behind a desk, I've noticed, so, <laughs> a different, different work, work ethic, but that's helped me because I have a strong work ethic, maybe because of the way I was brought up, I mean, you know, when you went to high school there, they would send you on a government job in the afternoon, so you'd, so you'd leave school and, and go sit behind a desk and and type and you know start out as a GS one for the government. So <laughs> I, um, love I love it. Quite an upbringing to get you on the work ethic, you know. So well, I think I think that's that's important right now. And you and you say you you got that because you were adopted, right? Your adoptive parents gave you those experiences. Yeah. Yeah. And my dad, my dad was a government worker too. You know, when you grow up there, everybody works for the government. You know, so. What, what would you, would you face any challenges growing up, you know, being adopted where people, you know, you know, what, 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 yeah, I guess what, what challenges did you kind of, you know, face? And cause I feel like there, there must be adopted students listening to this, you know, if they could just kind of hear. Yeah. I, since I was adopted as an infant, um, there really weren't any challenges personally. You know, I always wanted to know, I always wanted someone that looked like me. Um, and some of my kids do, you know, but, but you, you always have that sense of who am I, you know, so it was nice. Now I found both my parents, my father had long passed, but through 23andMe. So it's nice that we have Ancestry.com and 23andMe to find out who you are. Mm. I think that, that was my struggle growing up. I just wanted to know who I am. Everybody says you look Irish, you know, well, I, I found out I'm 98% Irish. You know? so, so they were right. But, um, you know, you just, you don't know. And, but that's not important to everybody. But I, for me, that, that was the only thing. You know? So it was, you know, amazing to find out um, who I am. Do you think, do you think, um, how would you, I guess, what are some suggestions for the youth right now who struggle with finding out who they are? I think that's a common, you know, that's a common uh, struggle for a lot of people is, you know, figuring out who they are and what they, you know, kind of where they come from, what they want to do. Yeah. Well, I think you 23 and me and ancestry.com are amazing. You, you can definitely find out who you are, but, but you are who you make yourself to, you know, you're, I luckily have always had a strong work ethic. I, I'm a compassionate person. I, you know, I want to help people. Um, and I think that those things have really helped me succeed in life. Um, so it doesn't, it, it, it's nice to know, you know, you're, who you look like and, you know, that, but really it's um, who you make of yourself is really who you are. 
I love it. Well, how did you, I, I think you, you mentioned before that, you know, you kind of, you, you did, a, you, you traveled the world quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, what was your, uh, what was your, you know, was there any culture shock involved in that? You know, what were some, you know, experiences? Do you recommend students travel and kind of see the world? Yes. I think the education I have from seeing the world is amazing to learn the different cultures, to learn their way of thinking, um, especially now because the United States is so diverse, understanding what some people would think, oh, that person's so rude. And I'm like, they're not rude, that's their culture. <laughs> they, like to, they like to negotiate, um, they barter, they, you know, I think in the United States, we're the only people that pay full price for anything, you know? <laughs> um, and then, you know, I, I'll have, you know, other realtors that will say, I don't, I don't want to work with those people. They're just so rude. And I'm like, that, that's not rudeness. That's go to their country and see how it works, you know. So I remember I bought some beautiful jewelry, but it took four days to buy it because every day I went by, they're like, no, no, you know. We're not, and I, every day I give them a lower price, lower price, lower price. You know, and by the fourth day I got my price, you know, even in regular stores. You know, where, you know, you go into a shopping center here, the price tag, that's what you pay. Not there. You know, you still say, OK, I'm, I'm, I'll give you this for it. And and they take it where people are insulted here by that. That's I mean, it's a culture. It's not a rudeness. That's that's the way they were brought up. Mm, I like that point. Do you do you ever see America going that way of like you'd be able to walk into like a Zales and be like, you know what? I want to pay 20 percent discount on that diamond. Well, we do it with autos and we do it with homes. So why not? Um, but as I said, people get insulted when you and there. And I mean, I've seen some just get insulted and slam things down and say, this is my price. Don't you know, why are you even doing this? But I mean, when you said when you go buy a new car, I mean, I beat them down. <laughs> I get up. Sometimes, you know, it's, and I take my children with me so they can learn that, you know, so. Do you have any, you have any, uh, you have any tips, you know, I guess for the, for the kids coming out, I feel like this is an awesome, uh, awesome topic right now of like negotiations, like a lot of students, right? They'll just be like, oh, that's the price. Let me pay the price. Like what, what, what are some, what's one-on-one negotiation that you could. Uh, I still say everything's negotiable and I love negotiating and, and the art of negotiation will get you far in, in any job, I think, because you've got to negotiate your salaries you got to negotiate, you know, you may be able to negotiate work hours, vacation, um, you know, all the things that you do in life, um, you should negotiate, you know, but not to a point that you're insulting somebody, you know, see how, see where you can go, where they're getting pissed off and then it's time to you know, <laughs> stop. What is, what is, I guess, um, I think a lot of struggles, even I, I went through this uh, coming into the workforce, you know, uh, you know, how do you negotiate a salary and how do you negotiate like hours? Is that like the first interview you go into HR and you interview and you're like, Hey, I want, you know, this, 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 or is it like the second interview or is it like, yeah, you, you wait till they want you. Um, then when you know that you're the candidate, I, I remember negotiating, I wanted a four day work week. So once they said that I, you know, I was hired, I said, okay, but how about this? You know, I, I would really, like to work for 10 hour days and have Fridays off. And 
And I got that. And then um, three months into it, I was working on a base and commission. Three months into it, when they saw how good I was doing, I, I asked for that commission to go up. And I said, hey, the more money I make, the more money you make. So I want I want a bigger piece. And I got it, you know. So, um, but you've got to have, you know, the reasoning why. Why does it make more sense? Hey, we have a lot of people that are going to be, you know, want to talk to us after they get off work. So how about I work, you know, till seven, but I have Fridays off, you know, that kind of thing. So you've got to have a reason behind it that'll make sense to them when you're negotiating. It mm -hmm. can't be all one-sided. <laughs> so, but, but look for your backup as to why this is the way it should be, you know. Mm. Do you, have you read any books that you think might help or any, uh, Resources. I, I'm looking right now because I have. I'm always reading books, um, um, but I can't, you know, off the top of my head, tell you. Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you. I, I <laughs> this book helps me with real estate because fun day is really important, um, especially now that we have um, in Huntington Beach, for example, a lot of Vietnamese moving in. Feng Shui is really important to them. So, you know, I sometimes I have to rearrange a house to, to make it better, you know, more attractive for them. Um, so, yeah, there's books, you know, The Art of Negotiation. Um, there, there's all kinds of, I hate to say it, but I, I have a book. Um, it's by Donald Trump. <laughs> I have an old book by him. Part of the deal. The art of the deal. I mean, there's there's a lot of a lot of books out there. Um, mine are pretty old, um, but I've got you know books on books on anything. I, I believe in reading. Now I find a lot more on the internet than I don't know that I I buy I bought it. I bought it. Gary Keller has a lot of um, a lot of books. The One Thing by Gary Keller, great book, and it's easy reading. I would recommend everybody read that book. It's just, it's a quick read, but it really helps you to focus. What's it about? It's about focus? It's about focus. Yeah. Okay. Gary Keller. The That's your one big thing. Um, and it helps you determine that and focus on it. And that's, yeah, the one thing by Gary Keller. It's a great I book. It. I love it. All right. Well, um, you know, just kind of wrap it up. Uh, last question is what, you know, what are three pieces of life advice you have for the youth? Um, be true to yourself, be humble, um, you know, be, being humble goes a long way. Find out how to purchase real estate at a young age. You will, you will be so thankful when you go to retire um, because that's the one thing that can carry you through in life financially. And I guess the thing, just, you know, Find, find find a great partner, you know, find someone that you can love for the way they are and not the way you want them to be. You can't change people. I will tell you, I've been married three times. So. <laughs> like them the way they are, forget it. <laughs> so. I love it. I love it. Love them the way they are or forget it. Yeah. You've uh, you, you've yeah. shared so much, so much information today. Um, what can the community do for you? What is what is the biggest problem you have in your life right now? And if someone was listening to this and they could help solve it for you, what would that be? Oh, I, 
you know, I, I would just say I love helping people. So if, if you know of somebody that's ready to start um, preparing to buy real estate, I would love to coach them through that. So um, call me. And another thing we really specialize, like if your grandparents, um, they need to downsize. We are phenomenal with helping seniors as well. There's so much compassion on my team. Um, but we just, you know, there's, we're just looking for people to help. We really, really love helping people. Got it. Got it. Guys, kids, if you're looking to get into real estate, buy some real estate, reach out to Cheryl, 714-717-1728. You can check out her website at www.thecherylcolmanteam. Uh, if your grandmother or grandfather is looking to downsize from their house, or maybe they need a, a refinance or talk about real estate, definitely reach out to Carol. Um, before I forget, uh, ADA Real Estate Media is looking for members to join the Oversight Committee. So you know the best mindfulness school in Southern California. If you guys are interested, send us a message. And if you're in business in real estate, please do consider hiring us. Um, other than that, uh, you know, any last words? No, that's it. <laughs> I'm here to help you guys. So let's get started in life and invest in some real estate. I love it. Invest in real estate. That is the best tip you're going to hear all day. <laughs> all right, guys. Have a good one. We'll talk to you guys soon. <laughs>